I used to be very impressed with a brother who attended the church I pastored years ago. He would come with his notes and very lovely Bible and we spend the whole time writing almost every single word during the preaching of the word. As a preacher, his consistent commitment to this plan to writing was very impressive. Very, very impressive. But the problem was that this brother never took his note and Bible home with him. He forgot them. Yes, he, he always did. He always did. And I had to call him up most times to come back for them. The parents of Jesus once made such a mistake as well. Now Luke chapter 2 verse 42 to 44 and I read from verse 42. And when he, Jesus Christ, was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother knew not of it. But they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey and they sought him among their king's folk and acquaintances. The feast in Jerusalem was a yearly program that attracted people from different parts of the region, cities and even nations. It featured a lot of joyful celebration and as always, lots of food to eat and wine to drink. Interestingly, the parents of Jesus returned in high spirit and traveled a whole day not realizing that they had left Jesus behind. Now, I really, really wondered how could Papa Joseph and Mama Mary, how, how, how could they have attended a beautiful feast, a spiritual and powerful convention or conference in Jerusalem and forget the Savior of the world? <laughs> Should any parent be careless with such a wonder child whose birth was announced by angels? A boy, a son, who came by the overshadowing of the Holy Spirit. But just like the parents of Jesus, many times we attend great spiritual meetings where we encounter God and receive very clear instructions on how to go about certain areas of our lives. Some of us have received very clear word from the Lord concerning our marriages, concerning our jobs, some concerning their purpose and destiny. Others have received divine word that will have launched them into their prophetic purpose and destiny. But like my dear brother, we write, we weep, we cry, we shake, but unfortunately, we leave the living word of God will leave Jesus behind and proceed to do our own thing. We continue in our journey of life and travel for days, some even travel for months and even years without the Lord. We have left Jesus behind. For leaving the word of God behind is leaving Jesus behind. For he is the word which was at the beginning and forever shall be. Dearly beloved, it was normal for people to attend the great feast in Jerusalem and get filled with wine until they are drunk. For that was why Eli the priest queried Anna in 1 Samuel chapter 1 verse 12 to 14. 
In those days, it was normal for people to attend the feast and seek for that which satisfied their flesh and their appetite. And after such pleasurable time of drinking and eating, many return home, forgetting the main thing that matters. They forget the real thing that brought them to the meeting in the first place. And like Jeshurun in Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 15, after he ate and drank, he forgot the Lord is God. That's how people forget the Lord and leave him behind in their lives. Some Greek men attended the later edition of the feast at Jerusalem, but they resolved never to be carried away with the fanfare. They resolved not to be carried away with the drinking and eating. They were not even Jews, but they were resolute about seeing Jesus. And John chapter 12 verse 20 to 21 tells us that there were certain Greeks among them that came up to worship at the feast. The same came therefore to Philip, which was at Bethsaida of Galilee, and desired him, saying, Sir, we would see Jesus. We would see Jesus. They refused to see Peter, James, or John. They were very clear on their purpose of visit. They resisted the temptation of the food and the wine. They came to see and encounter the Lord of glory. They came to see the Savior of the world. They did not come to see music ministers. Neither were they there to see the decoration. They came to see one person. They came to see Jesus Christ. Is the Lord Jesus Christ your one and only desire? Now, I want to quickly point your attention to the costly assumption in Luke chapter 2 verse 42 to 44. It reads thus, And when they found him, the parents of Jesus, talking about the parents of Jesus, when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. And it came to pass that after three days, verse 46, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. Verse 48, And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. Mm. Friends, it is a costly assumption to continue on a journey of life for many days without recognizing that the Lord Jesus Christ is not with you. <laughs> the parents of Jesus had journeyed for 24 hours without knowing that the Savior was missing in their lives. The Son of God was missing in their lives and they knew it not. They went ahead of him and they left him behind. 24 hours, my dear friend, without the Lord? 24 hours? Wow. 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 Dearly beloved, maybe you should now really stop and do a self-check. Is the Lord with you? Is the Lord with you on that project? That lovely program you organized, did the Lord go with you? Against all odds, Moses cried out to God, If your presence will not go with me, I go not from hence. And the Lord assured him, the Lord assured him that his presence will go with him and he will give him rest. So rest come with his presence. 
Yes, rest comes with his presence. Power and glory comes with his presence. Most times we only realize the absence of the Lord when things have gone really bad. When Samson realized that the Spirit of God had departed from him, it was too late. When Saul realized that God was not going to speak to him, either by Turim or by Hunim or by Urim or Tunim or by the prophet, the enemies had closed in on him. He did not even know when the Spirit of God departed from him. You know, when the Spirit of God came upon Saul in 1 Samuel chapter 10, there was a public manifestation to the intent that people wondered if Saul was now one of the prophets. So when the Spirit shows up upon a life, it comes sometimes like fire, sometimes like a dove, and all eyes can see him and his walk in that life. But the sad thing is that when the Spirit of God departs, it departs very quietly. And even the one who used to be a carrier of the Spirit of God will not even recognize that the Spirit of God has departed. And that is where many great men and wonderful children of God, that's where we miss it. That's where they missed it. They could not even recognize the absence of God in their lives. Things have been automated and everything seems to be working well without God. Yes, everything seems to work perfectly well without Jesus. Samson will wake up from the bed of the prostitute in Gaza in Judges chapter 15 and 16 and yet proceed to uproot the gates of the city and take it to the top of the mountain. He didn't need to live holy or righteous to do that. Even though things were falling apart, even though things had fallen apart, he could still put up a show that wowed the people that excites the people, that excites his flesh. Friends, if the woman who carried Jesus in her womb for nine months and the father who nurtured him could forget him and leave him behind, then may I say to you that no man born of a woman is immune from leaving the Lord behind. Now, the problem with the church in Revelation, one of the churches in Revelation chapter 2 and 3, was that they had left their first love. They had left their first love. Is Jesus not this first love? The true love? The authentic love? The real love? Is God not love? Did Peter not leave Jesus behind and run for his dear life after hanging out with the love for three and a half years? Dear apostle, dear prophet, dear pastor, my brother, my sister, how is the Lord with you? Is the Lord still with you? You cannot continue on this journey of marriage if you can not affirm that God is involved. Sister, you cannot continue in this ministry plans if God is not with you. I have had people say, I have gone too far to go back. Sir, please return. Go back. Go back. Put everything away. You must return to find the Lord. He is where you left him. He's not going to come running after you. You must go looking for him. Despite the deep love of the father of the prodigal son, he never went back looking for him. The prodigal son came to himself and returned home. He returned back into the waiting arms of the father. The parents of Jesus returned and went back searching for the master. They discontinued their journey and went looking for the Son of God. They could not tell precisely where they left him. 
And the most concerning part of the story for me, as I bring this to a close, is verse, is, is verse 46. Verse 46, and it says, And it came to pass that after three days, after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. The, the Savior they left for one day, the Savior they left for one day, took them three days to locate him again. Jesus. Friends, although he had not left the same spot he was for three days, yet it took them three days to find him. Ha, it is costly. It is expensive to leave him for one day. Too expensive. Life without him for one day can be miserable. Is it not funny that the master did not leave the same spot, yet he took his own parents, his own father and mother, three days to find him. He was sitting in the temple, yet it took his own parents three days to locate him. If his earthly parents who knew him so well could not find him in three days, dear friends, leaving him for one day may take some of us 20 years to find him again. We may hurry out on our journey in life without him and continue our journey of life without him. There are still a few who want to hear him. Even when you hurry away, there are still a people waiting for Jesus sat with those few in the temple and asked them questions. He wants to ask you some questions, my dear friend. He wants to know how it is going with you. He wants to know how it is going with your... He wants to be involved with your relationship. He wants to know what the problem is with your ministry. He wants to know which area of your life needs that urgent attention. When Jesus stood still for the blind man, he questioned him, what do you want me to do for you? Friends, it is time to return. It is time to return. You have missed his questions concerning the way you are handling your relationship. You have missed his questions concerning the anointing upon your life. Maybe you have missed his questions concerning the way you have handled, the way you have handled the matters of your life. But today, you still have that one opportunity to return and meet him where you left him. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, return. Paraventure, you have left him behind in that project, in that relationship, in that ministry. It's possible you are doing fantastic and glorious things in ministry, but you know within you that Jesus is not involved. You have left him behind. Mm, it seems as if he's among somewhere, he's somewhere in the audience, somewhere around, but you can't place your hand on him. He wants to question you. He wants to query you. He wants to put things in order so that your life can be what he wants it to be. This morning, why not just talk to him personally? Why not just go back? Go back and search. When exactly, where exactly did you leave him? His parents left him for one day. It took them three days to find him. Hmm, the more time you leave him, the more time you leave him, the more time it will take you to find them. Brethren, do something right now. Do something right now. Thank you, Jesus, for your word this morning. Thank you. Thank you.